Hey, everybody. Welcome back to 80s Horror. And I am Rebecca Reinhardt here with my lovely co-host, Jonathan Moody. Aw, thank you for calling me lovely. Yeah, which his uh, back's, his background, it looks like the killer from Slaughter High is murdering him. It's actually pretty cool. Uh, but awesome, that is yeah. the movie we are going to be talking about today. Slaughter High from 1986, asterisk, uh, which we'll get into. This is a movie... Um, I picked this movie for probably a few reasons, but one, I love it, but it has so much trivia and depth and just weirdness around it. And it's so absurd. And these are possibly the the dumbest group of people that I've ever seen in a slasher, um, which that's really, I mean, that's, that deserves an award right there. So exactly. Yeah, so uh, I think I we were trying to figure out who picked it, and I picked it, I think, because John had bought it. You got the Blu-ray, Well, correct? I think it was before I bought it. I had seen somebody post about it or something, and you said, that's the one I want to do next. And oh, uh, I go. said, okay. <laughs> well, yeah. you watched this probably on the Blu-ray, um, and mm-hmm. we'll get, we'll get into uh, how that looked. But this movie is... Uh, yeah, I watched it uh, just on DVD, I think, and um, I, as I was watching it, uh, just to give everybody a little bit of an idea, so my husband came in, didn't know what I was watching, and I said, hey, what year do you think this was made? He said, mm, 1982. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> this movie is, wow. I don't know, if the, I do not know if the Blu-ray looks better, but this movie was filmed in 83, 84. It wasn't released till 86. It does not look like a 1986 movie at all to me. Now, yeah, the Blu-ray I, may be different. I've gotten different, like, things when looking this movie up that, you know, some people said it started, like, in 83. Some people said 84. Well, actually, somebody said 84. And I was like, oh, okay. So a couple years before it was released, that sort of makes sense. And then somebody said, like, Carolyn Monroe was, like, 30... Uh, yes <laughs> two at or 33 at the time and uh, i we'll get into that that's gonna be part yeah. of what rebecca wants to talk about for sure but uh she but then i looked i i did my math and in 1986 she would have been 35 so if she was 33 at the time it would have came out or it would have been made around 84 maybe 83 well it, yeah uh, i think the reason why I base it on that, we'll just get this out of the way because it's re- it's sad. But uh, the guy that plays Marty, um, and I of course don't have uh, okay Simon Sodomore, I believe is how you would say his name. Scudamore, act- I thought. Yeah. Well, it looks like yeah, Scudamore. Okay, uh, he actually committed suicide shortly after this was done filming, and he passed away. I think in literally like days right after that he was very filming. very soon afterwards, and there's. You know, there are some different stories. If you read up on it, some people will say, oh, this movie set him over the edge or whatever. But his mother has like come out and said, no, actually, like this was the happiest when he was filming. This is the happiest I've seen him in a long time. And, you know, and he he had problems or whatever. So this movie did not kill this kid. Um, it is sad and unfortunate that he passed away. But, um, but that's what I was basing it on is that his he actually died in November of 84. So. Yeah, it was probably filmed throughout 84. Um, and Carolyn Monroe. So let's get to the lighter stuff. So Carolyn Monroe is definitely the name in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, as I was watching this, uh, 
you know, I'm like, I've been in, I've been in this situation where I get cast like because I'm kind of a quote unquote name, you know, for like, the you know, whatever indie like little indie group I'm doing, I'll get cast in a role that I am like way too old to play um, just because they want to shoehorn me in um, <laughs> to have my name on it. And I was like, that's what Caroline Monroe must have done, because when it comes down to it, so it starts at high school, they're seniors, I'm assuming. It's and then it goes to their 10 year reunion. So then you would assume they were all be 28. She is almost too old to even be the returning reunion goer. She right. even looks like, yeah, she I mean, she's got that thing too, that 70s thing that like women had where they kind of aged a little heavier because hey, if it were sun. 20 years, it would have worked. Like yeah, a 20 year even, reunion. Even 15. Yeah. But um it, it is very comical when you watch this. Uh, it was directed by George Dugdale, who did not do much else uh, that I can see. Um, uh, directed by three people, actually. Yeah, which I, which is really odd. Uh, one of the people that is says it's directed by Mark Ezra. He's actually the writer. Right. It's, it just it sounds like one of those movies that was just a little messy, um, but it's it it comes off as being. I, I don't know. I just, I am so entertained by this movie. And I, I was so happy that like when you were watching it, you were digging it because you had never seen it, correct? I had never seen it. This is my first time. Yeah. Okay. So um, before we get into the movie itself, uh, a couple more fun facts. So this was filmed in Britain and in England. Yep. London. Yes. All of these people, I think there might've been one American out of the whole bunch, but all of them were British and like Americans, we probably probably even huge budget American movies do this too. But it's just funny when you're flipped over. So like if Americans did a movie that was in Britain and everybody just did what they thought a British accent would sound like, it'd probably be like you probably have a Cockney guy and some dude that sounds like he's from this town and somebody that sounds like they're from that town. That's what this is. So it's like everybody just is like, okay, everybody. Go practice your American accent. And my God, did they run the gamut. We've got my favorite. My personal favorite is the black janitor. Yeah. Who I'm pretty sure he just watched Little Rascals and some racist movies to get his. You said it was like buckwheat, you know. I said I called him British buckwheat. Like hey, that's what I kept thinking because he's like, well, I don't know. You know. Like I'm <laughs> like, what? What? Who was your vocal coach? Who gave this to you? It wasn't just we... that. It was like it was like his character, you know. Like it oh, it's, who he uh, was, and so it made it really even weirder, you it know. Was just, like it, and they filmed him. Everything that they filmed with him was just like the camera was like three inches from his face. And it was just, it's so weird. But uh, I think my um, my favorite one was his. Uh, a close second would be Stella, uh, mm. who was somewhere between like Blanche Dubois and Honey Boo Boo. And I, I don't know, like I, I had a whole like, uh, I, 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 she was different every time she opened her mouth, to be quite honest. Uh, oh, I said she sounded like a Brit trying to be Rizzo and Scarlett O'Hara at the same time. Like there were definitely points in time where you were like, does she think that she's in Greece? <laughs> yeah. like, it's just oh. hilarious. All and everybody kind of dressed almost like they were in the fifties too. It felt like, like almost like a different time period thing 
you know, all yeah, together. Except for Caroline Monroe wearing that fabulous white 70s jumpsuit with the white boots that never gets a speck of dirt on it in the entire freaking <laughs> movie. Well, I was thinking more like Skip, who mm. looks more like a greaser, you know. Yeah. Than, you know, than anyone else. And so I was like, so he he would look like more like because okay, if you've ever seen like the warlock home video stuff that Chris Siever oh, does. Oh yes, I love it. He does a lot of those, you know, where he mixes all these types of mm -hmm. B movie characters into like you know these right. wacky situations that's what this felt that's like that's what feels and, like yes and 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 but the problem is like he does it as at a parody this this isn't a parody <laughs> yes. so it's not even like laughably like you know it makes me feel a little weird you know yeah um, so i so go ahead so i'm not really one to go like chronologically through the movie uh um, yeah. of course i did my notes chronologically i i've got to say i had so much fun watching this last night re-watching it yeah because you, you've had, seen it like a lot i'm sure yeah and i've had a horrible day i haven't seen this for a while um i might have imbibed in some uh some, an edible and, oh, okay and i was just like i, I was in a horrible mood like horrible like i just wanted to go to bed you know and i turned this movie on and I start watching it between the edible and this movie. By the end, I was just like, oh, my God. This, like, I just I felt like on top of the world. Like, I just felt so good. And, That's good. Yeah. This movie just is so it's so off the wall. So if we start out. OK, so this movie is about people who pull a really well, they, there's kind of a dual prank here. So they pull a prank. They on start this guy, the first Marty. prank off and the first prank doesn't go, I guess, completely the way they planned because they got right. busted and it so, wasn't that it wasn't that bad they were basically going to get him in the shower by luring him in with caroline monroe and, i don't know which you, version and, you watched though like did you watch the unrated or the rated r probably just the rated okay because i watched the unrated and they showed dangle in that scene oh, i don't know wow. if that's what they showed in that but you can no. literally see uh marty's whole penis and everything I was like, and that God. Was, right. You know. I mean, th th it was a prank, but it was like, it was really a prank, right? You know, they were just trying to catch him with his pants down. It, they weren't trying to like hurt him or anything they like that. They were just trying really. to embarrass him a little bit and stuff. Right, which, right. I mean, I mean, it doesn't make them any less of assholes, but it was, it, it was what you would call a prank. Now, then when they get stuck um, having to do uh, sit-ups and crap in the gym after school, well, he uh, didn't even, did he even know it was a prank? Because the only no. reason I ask this is because, like, you know, he talks to the other two guys later. Uh -huh. uh, I think it was Frank and uh, uh, I forgot the other guy's name, the other kid's name, not Skip, but uh, one of the other guys. And he's like talking to him. And he's like, yeah, you know, the ones who did the actually did the stuff to make the, the next prank. But he talks to them and he's like, um, you guys ruined my chance with what's exactly. Her name, you know? She's like, she's, she's so into, into me. me. Yeah, she's yeah. so into me. And I was <laughs> no, he totally he totally he didn't get didn't it. Was a prank. He thought they were just all. busting in on him in the middle yes. of it, making you yes. know, which doing makes it that a little stuff. sadder. Well, yeah, which which does which makes I'm guessing the kid who played him, uh, the one who unfortunately passed away. Um, I bet he enjoyed sort of being able to play such a gullible 
character oh right because he he is he is like the uh, a very much a stereotype of a nerd he talks like this and he wears he's got wear pocket protectors oh and i'm gonna go into the bio or the chemistry lab after school and and whatever yeah and this is where this is where it almost like it almost does feel like a parody like Mm -hmm. until people really start dying it does feel like a parody because okay those two or ass wipes because they give him some joint. Uh, I don't even know what the deal was with it. They give him a joint to smoke or whatever. But it's like he goes back to the lab and he gets this huge bottle with just a label just says like nitric acid. And he puts it on the top shelf precariously on the edge. You know, I mean, it's just like a setup. Like it's a three suit just, just kind of setup. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. Or nutty you know? professor, you know. Kind yeah. Of thing or something. Yeah. But those two guys, this is this was my kind of thing. Um, I, whenever I watch movies where people are getting revenge on other people for pr- said pranks, which there are a lot, we talked about a couple. Like there's a little similarity, like Prom Night and uh, Redeemer Son of Satan. There's the whole like you know just the whole getting back at people. But really, the only two that deserved, but to be killed or to be like you know treated this badly are those two boys because i don't think the rest of them did not seem like they had anything to do with the second prank did is that the impression you got or am i sort of yeah like i mean i didn't really think about it when i was like this you know in this typical thing he's getting the people who started the the first prank and going you know following through with the second prank right and so, maybe he just he's just like you all were part of all of this or something yeah yeah this is you're all but and we'll we'll get into the ending later which i fucking hate um you know it's it's one of those things where i mean i hated and i was almost okay with like we'll we'll talk about it but you know okay. um you everybody Everybody who knows me knows that kind of uh, the kind of ending um, is not something I enjoy seeing generally. Um, but um, uh, it was sort of like when when they set it all up for him to do that. He, you know, when him inviting them to be basically to be murdered um, was just a, a setup for for because they all participated and they yeah. all deserve to die in his mind because so, they all disformed him. You know? So what happens is of course uh, he gets burnt with the acid and the fire and the whatever, but then they it show him as a burning, burning kind of like, yeah, the but they, they show his face like, and it's not that bad, but then yeah. they said, then they say later that he could not be reintroduced into society. And well, I was like, he went crazy, right? Well, he wasn't fit for human companionship i believe with the exact <laughs> <laughs> said who says that about somebody and this was like you know like a an official of some sort um but he really yeah he didn't look that bad but yeah he went he went absolutely mad and crazy and then you know i guess that makes you you know do whatever Not but, fit for com- human companionship right hmm. so so basically he stages this reunion to try to get all these people together and um and get revenge on them now that's mm-hmm. fine so just to just to like go through the motions so each of them get an invitation to this reunion it's a 10-year reunion first of all who goes to a 10-year reunion a five-year maybe like you know like if you're local sure but like you get the impression that none of these people are local. Okay. Like they don't still right. live in the area. 
So then they all live in different places. Like you would maybe go to your five year just to be like, ha ha, look at me. But like, you wouldn't probably go to your 10 year. That's okay. Well, I, I can get past that. I always thought like 10 and 20 were like the big, big uh, reunion years. Um, okay. I got you funny. Interestingly enough, my, uh, what is it? Uh, my, I, I don't remember ever getting invited to a 10 year reunion. So I think my school didn't, you know, because that would yeah. have been 2010, you know, for me, cause I was, I, I graduated in 2000. So, but, um, I did get invited to my 2020, uh, and they were trying to figure <laughs> out what to do for that. Yeah. And I was living in California at the time. So I didn't have any plans to come back to Virginia for right. a Anyway. But see, but see, that's my argument too. Like Carolyn Monroe is like a an actress. You know, they all they all are scattered around the globe. You know, is what they, 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 that's the whole setup. And so it's like, really, would you go back to this? Oh yeah, pissant town for this reunion. But that's okay. I can by deal the, with that. By the way, her, her agent was the producer of the film. Did you know that? Oh well, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. because you know, he was very Jewish yeah. and holding us and chewing on a cigar as he's like. Oh, that's just him. Period. Anyway, that's yeah. the uh, that's the um, uh, that's the producer. But he did pieces, and he did a yes. uh, bunch of other films. And uh, uh, he always apparently always likes to put himself in all the movies he produces uh, as like a cameo, kind of like a Hitchcock yeah. kind of thing, you know. Well, his was his was a, a a very appropriate cameo because then he gave. Hey, it's like your your stereotype trope bingo card you could check one more thing off of it so now you have a sleazy producer sleazy producer and he's like you know he's sort of like a weinstein you know pre-weinstein you yeah. know like uh you know come do this movie you know they'll pay you lots of money you know yeah. but, like you know that. but god bless this guy that he produced pieces and slaughter high so i owe a lot <laughs> he, to him. he did a lot of movies actually and yeah I lived him up and um i, I forgot what's his name i i think it's uh I'm looking him up right now. I sent you his name before because uh, Dick Randall. Oh, yeah. Yep. Anybody Dick, with the name Dick. Dick you know. Randall. Oh, Lord. That just sounds sounds like a sleazy producer. Um, yeah. But he, you know, hey. he's done a ton of stuff like, that are actually really good movies, too. Um, and he knows, um, you know, he knows pretty pretty much good you know and he had uh, i just looked up he was the sound department of aguire the gods of faith or gods of fate a bunch of other stuff so um he did don't open till christmas which i heard was pretty bad might have to do that yeah christmas tron that one that one is its failure is it's kind of marketed as a slasher but it ends up really being more like a gritty crime drama that was that was my takeaway. It just ends up being a little boring, and it's not what you think it would be. Just yeah. not like pieces, because pieces is exactly what you think it is. <laughs> produced a movie we uh, that Paul and I did the first season of Indie Film Cafe called "For Your Height Only," starring Wang Wang. You know, oh nice. We did about I think he produced a bunch of Wang Wang movies, from what I've understood, and um, that's awesome. Um, but he unfortunately died um, in, in 1996, the age of 70. So he, yeah, he lived uh, he lived a life, but a decent um, life. Well, especially back then. I mean, people didn't live to a hundred, right. you know, that yeah. uh, in 90s anyway. Unfortunately, um, but yeah. So, go ahead. 
Oh, so to, so to back it up a little bit. So the scenarios. Okay. So John, you get an invitation to your 10 year reunion. You haven't talked to basically anybody that you graduated with and you're like, okay, so I'll go fine. So then you get there and the only people who are invited to this are the people who were part of this prank that left a child disfigured and insane. Well, they didn't know at first. Um, well, okay. Well, but first. This, but, okay, but that's what I'm saying. Now, just bear with me. So they get there, and it's just the ten of them. There's one Eight, thing. I think. I think it was eight. Then, was... but then... The school is totally boarded up and and they're like, oh, hey, why is it boarded up? Let's go ahead and break in. OK, now we're starting to get into like the you guys deserve to die. Yeah. Kind of so well, they break OK, so it's it's boarded up, but they never explain why at all. Like the school, no, like it was the caretakers it was going there. To be, the caretakers there, they're going to they were going to tear it down next month. Right, and, and this so is the other way. Okay, they did explain that. I did not right. hear that. He probably said, well, they're, they're going to tear down next month, you know? I don't know. I couldn't even do this guy's accent if I even tried. That's That was that was pretty spot on, actually. Yeah. yeah it, it was, uh, but they were going to tear it down. So this is the other way that I interpret that none of these people were local. Because if the high school was going to be torn down, then, like, if my mom still lived in that town and I'm like, Hey mom, I'm going to go to the reunion at the high school. And she'll be like, Oh, they're going to tear that thing down. Right. So I'm going, I'm guessing like nobody is really still attached to this town. Right. Okay. So they break in cause that's a good idea. Um, and then they get in there and they start like, they're like, Oh, let's go look at this and that blah, blah, blah. And you know, which is just, it's just idiot idiotic to start out with, but then they go into this one room where, their lockers have been dragged in there because, you know, they were the only people who ever had these lockers. And I guess lockers are very movable in this uh, in this <laughs> movie. They have like their pictures. They have shit. And then like one guy has his sneakers from when he was in high school. OK, and there's just the 10 of them. So at that point in time, wouldn't you start going, wow, this is oh, sorry. Eight, you're right. Um, I keep getting it confused with it being a 10 year reunion. Yeah. So there's just there's, there's eight of them. But here's here's a big question I have. Ten years ago, was it this nineteen seventy four or whatever? Or seventy yeah, six? Or yeah, was it that would be my guess? Or, okay, because uh, I was wondering if it was ten years in the future and it'd be nineteen ninety six, which both, huh. you know, which I mean yeah, they, they were don't wearing really... 80s clothes in the 70s, you know, instead of wearing 80s clothes in the 80s and then I... wearing 80s clothes in the 90s. Yeah, they didn't actually explain any of that. And I think we just in this 30 seconds probably thought about it more than they did. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, they already cast a 35 year old woman to be a high school senior. So that's true. You know, we're not you know, we're not going. <laughs> we're probably not deep diving there. But basically, there are eight lockers with all their pictures and their shit. And then there's one with Marty's picture on it. I mean, this is a school that like had a lot of students, not just these students. Right. And they, none of them even, they don't even like flinch. They're not even like, oh, you guys, this is weird. This is bad. Like, and it's like totally stocked with like booze or whatever. That's all they need. 
Um, and let's let's really hammer at home that we're in the U.S., guys, because there are actually <laughs> American flags on the table, and they're drinking Kurs and Colt Forty Five. Yeah, they're trying like to make so it as American as they can as possible. Like they might as well have been like shotgunning like Bud Light or something. It was yeah. just so <laughs> they do shotgun beers, of course. But it's like it's so it's so ridiculous. Like what? What do Americans do? Hmm. <laughs> but oh, by the way, um, and this—I uh, mean, I'm guessing you're talking about this later anyway. But I, I want to bring this up before I forget. I looked it up, and because this really fucking confused me, is them saying like April Fools ends on at noon. Uh huh. That is. And I was like, wait, in America, April Fools is all day long. You can fool anybody. There's no time to stop. And apparently, right. in England. It is. There is. Yes. Uh, and so, and they're originally going to call this April Fool's Day, which is what I thought in my head. I was like, ah, they probably wanted to call this April Fool's Day, but they realized there's already an April Fool's Day, which came out the same year. So right. So you got two April Fool's movies competing against each other, which sort yeah, of makes sense. which yeah. Um, and then also, you know, that this was April Fool's Day first, but obviously it was shelved for a while. But yeah. so here's so here's the deal with that, like the whole noon thing. Yes, that is a British thing. And they say, what is it like you, you know, you have between midnight and noon. And if if you pull prank after noon, then the joke's on you. Yeah, then you're so, the April Fool. So here's the thing. So these British people make this, they write the script, probably never intending it to be American or anything. It's just like, okay, it's it and it's it's actually centered around. Like it, hardcore at the center of it all is like a British, I don't want to say a superstition, but like a British tradition or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then it gets picked up and they're like, somebody says, let's make this American. Okay, great. But like they're in, like the whole core of the script is based on being British. Right. And these are, these are like the, the absurdities that I just, I, I love about this and, well i mean because it, it's not even like they bother to like do research on the fact on the april fools thing and say right because they probably thought americans it's probably the, are same. the same you know for april fools but no we 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 are all year round so that confused me when i watched it i was just like but now i guess if i watched it again i'll just go with it you know yeah because like, it doesn't well really and that's matter. what i think that's what i've heard most people say is like oh i always wondered why they did that because i mean it could have been too like even regional like like i know um on my slumber party basker podcast shameless plug um like lacy and nikki grew up in iowa not too far from me indiana and like in their town or their area and when you went trick-or-treating you had to tell a joke to the people and like the rest of us were like never heard of this in our entire no, i've never so, like, heard of it either. i'm from virginia right so. like tr it's trick or treat okay tell me a joke and i'll give you a treat or whatever and then i found out i think i even saw it in a movie and then like i heard other people talking about it it's something that's just like a regional thing so i mean you could always chalk it up to that like, right you know well yeah i mean but, maybe um, some but that's not do... the, that's not the key that's not the case for this movie but you know i guess that maybe they just thought they're already like they're casting a 35 year old as an 18 year old <laughs> well, i know they probably don't care about noon april full shit in the state i mean i always well i actually was okay with her playing 
the you know the the child whatever because that's just an easy way to not cast somebody who's younger to look you know what i mean like you know Yeah. some people do that but then having it be 10 years and she's like even 10 years older than that you Right, know they did like like yeah, they tried to like age her up a little bit and they still needed to age her down. down <laughs> right. yeah she still needed to look down she did look like the oldest person there and she was but But she was also the name. She was the draw, if you will. she was she was dating apparently the producer one of the producers so Yeah. that's what happened as she was they, they were dating they were looking at different people and most of the people they found uh from what i what mark ezra said in the um you know in a behind the scenes uh interview that he did that's on the blu-ray Festron video has an amazing Blu-ray and um, I'm so happy that they've been putting out all their movies, you know, because that's what they've been doing is just putting as many of the movies that they own in their catalog on Blu-ray. So thank God. Um, but what, what Mark said was that like uh, when they were casting the people, mostly they were finding, um, they were trying to find people who were locals who uh, could you know, who could basically look American, you know, Yeah. and, and whatnot. And those guys, I mean, I, I didn't know it was from England. I did, it did feel a little different, you know, when I was watching it and I was like, why are they going into an abandoned school? And, and then my first thought actually was, isn't it April 1st? Shouldn't schools
here in this, they're having their party. They got these lockers or everything. Oh, and I do want to back up too. That one girl, and I don't know what her name is, the, the blondish girl with the long hair. She's kind of nondescript. Her accent changes like through the entire movie. And she like, at one point she starts doing this valley girl thing. Cause she goes, she says to, she says to Skip, she goes, I'm going to try to do this impression. Skip. I want to go pee. (laughs) But by the end, she's just full on like British. I think a lot of them drop their accent by the end of this movie. After a while, they're just like, I'm done. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But okay. uh, So the girls were Carol, Stella. That could have been. Stella, I remember. Stella's the one, the the really over the top Rizzo girl with the fur coat. There's Nancy. um, And then there's Susan um and shirley yeah i mean carol is carolyn monroe uh um, carol is believe... carolyn monroe nancy is nancy Kelly is baker she's the girl that i'm i'm talking about um, okay she's she is actually in yeah and she's actually in don't open till christmas if i am yep. yes she is um but she's just kind of generic or whatever but um i, I don't know i i didn't what? hate her but she yeah she was a little sort of funny well British very early on so uh, Skip I believe who has the uh, VW again check that off of your bingo card trope somebody driving VW that's not gonna start oh <laughs> the VW that's, lemon yeah like, you're right this is totally. like like uh, I think didn't you say something about this is like you know scary movie type of stuff <laughs> like where like every bad horror trope yeah. You know, um, and scream probably. You know, Kevin Williamson watched this movie and was like taking notes. Yes, you know, it was, like, it's just like everything they could find to throw in, they threw in. But he, so he's driving down this road, which this it looks like an old rural school, which we have a lot of that kind of stuff around here. Um, you know, it's like out in the middle of nowhere. But right. this bitch, Nancy, she's hitchhiking on this rural road to her mm-hmm. damn reunion. And then Skip picks her up and she starts dissing his car. Like, oh, you get it? Or was this piece of shit going to get us here? And all this stuff. I was like, hey, girl, you're the loser who's hitchhiking to your high school reunion. Yeah. I don't think you need to be throwing shade at Skip in his car. Yeah, well, so I think, she kind of set me wrong to start out with. <laughs> I, I, it didn't bother me because it didn't bother Skip, really. Skip oh, was kind of just, going it with it. It didn't bother me. It's just kind of like, it was just me talking to the TV. Like, bitch. You got no no reason to be throwing shade at Skip. Like you were huffing it. You're I know, I, I get Jim it, but I'm just saying it. I think I think that's their relationship. Yeah. Like I think that was who they were. And it, and so for me, I was just kind of laughing about it because I wanted Skip to say something back to her about like, you know, hey, you know, I could I could just drop you off right here and uh, let you hitchhike the rest of the way right. back. Right. You know? Yeah. And, yeah. There was something like, yeah, there was something there, but it's just like, oh my God. Really? <laughs> So once they're so once we start kind of getting into the movie and, and they so finally uh the one guy's belly explodes when they're back at the party, which is a very cool effect. I love that effect and I bet it probably looked great on that Blu-ray. Um but then okay, we and but then we get it it explodes all over the one girl. Okay, right. she's got blood on her. Okay, I I understand you're freaking out or whatever. So there's a killer 
obviously on the loose and you are going to go stop and take a bath in the principal's office yeah <laughs> and then finally i have it i paused the movie to type this in said 51 minutes into the movie finally someone figures out it's marty bravo it takes that freaky long for them Wait, to put it together and they've already really? talked, yeah that's they've right already talked about him but they it's, talked about him because they saw his uh okay so first of all you see his locker him. see right. his locker his locker's in there and when he when the person was about to open it up i go there's gonna be a rat in there yeah. you know that was like my right. first thought Again, was that ding, there's ding, gonna ding. be a rat in there and then she opens it up right and of course right. there's a rat and i was like because that's so cliche of like you know that type of thing again um, bingo card yeah <laughs> you gotta yeah you gotta have can i have a rat in the locker but the thing is they talked about him and they talked about he he went insane and and whatever because they kind of said like do you think he's gonna come to the reunion like they still don't get it at that point. yeah they so think like, his like no locker he never got out because of he's gonna be showing up Right. with all of them and then right. like what does that mean does that mean somebody else whose locker isn't there is the one you know exactly right? still right now like i'm I'm sorry I, I know i watched a lot of scooby-doo as a kid but it's like if there are nine nine people involved only eight of them are here and weird shit's going on i i think you could probably deduce that the ninth person is the one yeah, you don't need to shit. take off the uh the jester yeah. outfit or the mask and yeah say, and and say oh my god i knew it was you marty yeah <laughs> i mean yes it's just it's so absurd like who the fuck else would it be i mean it's and it maybe would have been it maybe would have been okay had they not put his locker there and they had not talked about him right. because you know kids do stupid shit and like you know they forget things you know like you forget like the the magnitude of things that you did when you were younger especially but the fact when, that they especially like especially those guys i think even though like skip talked about the death you know of marty or not death uh the disfigurement mm -hmm. of and the, and how he went crazy but like um most of the other kids i think totally forgot that they did that because well, that's like not in there they don't feel sorry for that they don't you know and most of them well, didn't do anything again right right the girls they didn't do anything they didn't it disfigure really, him they right, just, it's really just the two kids they and sort we of don't... like i think they knew it was happening you know or yeah something, but I mean, that's about probably. it I mean, they didn't yeah. stop. It's it's sort of like people always say, like, if you know something's going to happen and you don't stop it, then you're, you're also just as, you're, you're just, just as bad. Guilty. Yeah. yeah, and um, I think maybe that's that. That's what to go back to our discussion earlier. I think that's my what Marty thinks is like these all these kids most likely knew about it, and they all used to laugh at him about everything. And it, it goes back to what Carrie, and it goes back to right, uh, right. prom and night, a, and all right. these other movies that. You know, kind right, of the prank, it. the revenge, the prank revenge, and yeah, and I'm I'm a huge fan of like that. that I love Carrie. Genre, like I, I think Carrie is amazing, and I wish, you know, I I mean, I I, I hate kind of uh, doing remakes, but I think you know, Carrie is one of those movies that you know, you know, is fine with the remake. I didn't mind that you know having a remake. Yeah, I thought I, I was okay with it. Chloe, Chloe Grace Moretz was maybe a little too pretty. 
Yeah. Like not, I mean, it's like, I'm not saying like, I mean, Sissy's SpaceX gorgeous, but they, they did a good job of making her very plain and, and looking yeah. like somebody who lived in a very secluded life. And, and she didn't have, but the movie was fine, but getting back to this one. So now it's, it's an hour into the movie. They, they figure out it's Marty. So again, going to check another one off the goddamn trope list. So Stella decides at this point in time, of course, that she's horny. So she grabs the guy that she had a crush on or whatever in high school. And they go and have sex while also, there's a killer. And, and don't forget, too, at this point in time, they can't get out of the building. They're trapped. And everybody is trying to figure out how to get out. And these two go. To, like, I know, but on. didn't she tell tell him he had a child with her? Like... Did I did I totally miss that or something? Is that what I heard? Because I thought they, she was talking was... about like there was a they had a kid and then he was like, well, what about you know your Joe or whatever the other guy? And she was like, oh, he um, you know, but there's something weird a, going on the, there. Her her guy now thinks it was his kid, but it's really this guy. She was yeah. talking, him, I think, or something. Yeah, yeah. It's so all I think just they, so like, weird. Slept together like before, and then but and who cares? Like, yeah, you're trapped. In, in a dilapidated building with a killer, this is not the time to rekindle a romance. And then I love it because they cut to Carolyn Monroe and they're like, we're Stella and whatever the guy's name is. And she says, and I quote, what could they be doing as a, at a time like this? And I said, says the woman who could be their mother. <laughs> See, it would make more sense. And this goes back to the writing, but it would make more sense. If they didn't know that the, the person was killing right. anybody yet they, that they had and they had just gone on different... Gone. That's not usually what happens these days in horror films is like everybody right, so just everybody splits, splits up, up and then they people are getting off from slaughtered. The group after shit was going yeah, down. Yeah. Which makes so, no sense. Usually well, that's the time I, you really do need to stay together. <laughs> right. And I even contemplated for a moment because I did pause it. This is how I watch movies. I did pause it when I was watching it. I thought, okay, maybe this was like, maybe in the script, this was happening earlier blah 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 and they just shot it a little like wrong like they they included them in that one scene so it kind of messed things up i don't even think they cared because you know what you've got to have a sex scene right it's right. it's 80s were and we're we're going for the bingo card so this guy it, this sex scene though it, it has one of the greatest freaking lines in it ever where she says talk dirty to me and he goes uh a tits talk dirtier uh uh shit Fuck. <laughs> yeah that was the worst dirty talk i've ever heard in my, oh my life God, but it was it's so awesome i love it but i think that was the plan was like he didn't know how to talk dirty so well you know. no it's it's just a it's a joke but it's hilarious you know yeah. i mean which again it, it almost lends more to the it feels like you're watching student bodies or some kind of parody movie right but it then, feels yeah then of course they get murdered and she's screaming and then someone says, well, Stella must have needed that. Another trope. Someone mistakes someone getting murdered as someone having an orgasm. Hey. <laughs> I mean, she screamed, but it did not sound like an orgasm scream to no, me. It didn't. But, I, I, but you know, when you're, <laughs> you got a wild banshee upstairs, you know. Well, but, you um, know, and, and they were, I don't know. They were all like, because everybody is split up. What, what the one guy went to work on his car, on the car. Right. Well, he's and, working right, and and then again they do this the not the Scooby Doo let's split up like dumbasses. But he's working on what is it a tractor? 
tractor or something yeah yeah like something that was like a some kind of equipment but then he's by himself Duh, you know, and, and then so, he sees somebody walk up, so he assumes right. it's one of the guys, and he's like, "Hey, can you, can you hear me, the, me the wrench?" Yeah, and you're like, thinking, I'm, "Oh, that guy's gonna like kill him with the wrench," and then the guy hands him the wrench at first, yeah. and then whatever. But yeah, it it tries so hard to be cool and and like hard, you know, like a horror film, but like it it kind of you know it kind of fails a little bit but it doesn't bother me because it's it's still fun you know yeah no like, it's, it's an enjoyable it's so movie fun. all of the all of the things that i'm saying and everybody who listens to this podcast anybody who knows me knows that me saying these things this is what i absolutely adore about this movie that's what keeps me coming back to this movie these are not slams on the movie these are me like praising it for entertaining me um, but that's kind of where that is where things get a little uh, they do start kind of stuff gets a little more serious at that point right. like after Stella and that dude die. Now there's like some real danger. Um, so one thing that we did not mention that we would have to the music is done by Harry Manfredini. We didn't mention Harry Manfredini yet. No. So there's the one song with the bad synth at the beginning that keeps getting played. Yeah. And then. There, and then they even use that and slow it down, <laughs> like the so, reprise or whatever. But it's like at one point in time, like I, I get the impression that Harry was watching this movie. He started composing for it and he was like, fuck this movie. I'm just going to throw them Friday the 13th stuff because I don't want to watch this piece of crap. I know, they even like use the Jason sound. Right. He used the Jason sounds for all the kills and and other, you know, the suspense and stuff. But yeah. all the rest of the music, like whenever I felt like I was watching a country movie or something. I know. I was like, what the, hell? what the hell is this? This just doesn't feel like I feel like this is like a, the three, the, the, the Beverly Hillbillies or some shit like that. You know, <laughs> I was so like, this weird. doesn't feel like this, like Slaughter High, you know, yeah. like, I would have imagined that they would have tried to put rock music into it. Well, yeah. and that's kind of what that song ends up being is sort of like a rock song once it gets into it. And it's there's a line in it about like, don't be a fool, which reminded me of Killer Party. Yeah. Um, if you've ever seen that, the, the opening to that, there's April, you're no fool. There's a song like that. But yeah, it's just like uh, he did the same thing actually for the children. Right after he had done Friday the 13th, he did the score for the children and he just recycled Friday the 13th. Oh, I mean, he, completely. Um... I've talked to him before, right? Yeah. And he actually sells, you know, um, you know, on his website you can buy music from him that he's already mm -hmm. used. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's you know he he doesn't care. I don't think he cares. You know, as long as no. you know. As I long mean, as I don't know paid, how. You know, I, I I don't know how he got around like and I, you know music rights are all weird but i don't know how he got around like paramount not coming after him or whatever i don't think or, paramount uh, even saw this movie <laughs> like you know <laughs> um i i you know what i mean like I, I it was too small of a movie now if this had blown up like friday the 13th had you know then it, it might have been an issue. Right. yeah which i'm surprised it didn't even get a sequel because like um mm. it did actually uh it did okay enough like they actually made uh, nine times the budget of this movie, you know. So, um, when yeah, from, I mean, it uh, doesn't Vestron, really. So. Once you've killed most of the people, you know. So like, I think that might have just been Vestron buying it. I don't know how much Vestron made from it, you know, right? Whatever. Um, 
So this is so this is we're getting into a turning point. It does start to get more serious. We've got the jester outfit, which is I think it's really cool. I think it's, I like uh, it. I think it's kind of terrifying, like the it's almost like a Punch and Judy kind of thing or something. Well, um, I'm just surprised they didn't lean into that on the cover. The cover is like just a you know a, a cap and gown and and in skeleton. a skeleton. But that yeah. was really typical of that time. Where the, I know, but like I mean, look at like you know like you the one that everybody mentions is Chopping Mall. Like the cover of Chopping Mall. It, there's there are no monsters and shit, and they have a monster hand. I mean, that was very just typical of the time. Could you imagine if it were like a guy in a skeleton mask with a cap and you know everything killing that people that would have been would have cool. been cool that would have yeah. been very cool. especially would have worked with the whole um you know would have worked with the whole slaughter high you know angle of it you know and yeah. everything. So. um but the there is one really cool shot so whenever he hangs the dude in the garage mm -hmm. it they do this they do this really wide shot from kind of kind of up high i think and he, the guy's hanging, and you just see the shadow of the jester on the wall. And I was like, okay, so that makes it all worth it. You know, we've watched all this silly stuff to watch to see. Like, that's pretty cool. Are you um, talking about the uh, janitor guy, the caretaker guy? No, it was when uh, the tractor guy he ended oh, up getting okay, yeah. hung in that garage. I was gonna say um, the 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 uh, I really liked. It. it was typical of death scenes or whatever where the you know you hang him on the like you know thing that's kind of like halloween you know or whatever where you just hang them on a um uh was a door you know but i like the care deck taker's death you know yeah i, I, I like that too yeah and i like how he was almost like crucifying him yeah you know which i thought it's a little weird i mean even his death seemed weird because like he really had nothing to do with them but yeah, then it, he was it, just an innocent bystander, I guess. Yeah, but um, I think it worked because earlier you hear that he's gone insane. He's gone psychotic. Right. So well, when, but they also, I okay, in this actually, um, I might be mixing this up. I told you, like, Redeemer, Son of Satan. Like, mm -hmm. I, like, the first time I watched that movie, I was like, isn't Carolyn Monroe in this? Like, I, it, I get those movies confused, but I am pretty sure that it's this movie where when they get there and they see the caretaker, the caretaker remembers them. Oh yeah. So he like, still remember so, you guys. Yeah. So he still associates like probably anybody that was like there. Like you know, if the principal showed up, he probably would have offed him too. Or the yeah. coach, the coach that saw. Him. Oh yeah. He probably. Well, weirdly enough, he didn't give that. He didn't give the kid detention. You know. He gave all the I, other people detention, but he. Didn't I think get the, he knew. I, I mean, uh, he you know he kind of ribbed him a little bit like. You like, know, why are you, you naked? What, right, you but know? I think he knew, he probably knew that, like, people make fun of this kid and that, you know. It, By it the is way, kinda... they're trying to get it, that coach to be a big name. And the person wanted $50,000 a day to be the name. Because <laughs> he was a name, like, the dude was a big, like, was in huge, like, um, you know, like, uh, real big 50, movies and stuff. 50 grand a day. That yeah, is 50 insane. grand a day. Because he said... And then they tried to tell him they could shoot it all in one day and just bam 50 50 because it was going to be two days. So it would have been a hundred grand. That's probably more than the budget of the movie in itself, but you know, like or whatever. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm looking at his. No, uh, that guy, that guy was not the guy. They they ended up not giving. Oh, him they him. ended up not. Okay, no, they you. ended up going with another, trying to go with another guy. And that other guy 
uh, wanted more money than they could afford. And Which, then they, and, and again, you're playing the stereotypical high school coach. Yeah. Well, I mean, like just, anybody they, could do it. <laughs> well, I mean, they wanted because you know uh, all the big, uh, big slasher movies at that time. Uh, you know, uh, it was a Halloween had um had uh, uh donald, donald pleasant friday the 13th um, had betsy palmer yeah betsy they, palmer. everybody wants somebody like a drop yeah, or like somebody the that they crowd. can put on the on the poster and say this mm -hmm. person's a big name i mean they didn't know in friday the 13th they had kevin fucking bacon that you know would yeah well he wasn't the he draw was. back wasn't then. he wasn't but uh you know in um what is it uh in in this movie they tried and then they got the the coach and coach that they picked out i don't think he had a big name at all no like, he I, did from what i could see on imdb there was not much there um, yeah so he i mean they found but that guy was like yeah you're stereotypical because originally it was supposed to be a headmaster not a coach uh, uh -oh. they wrote it they wrote it for english you know you as you said <laughs> right so, and so um, then if you want to make it american which by the way, that whole scene where he pulls the kids in and makes them like exercise totally, totally has to be a ripoff of Carrie. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, and I think it's kind of I think that was kind of the same setup as he knew like that the, the kid was not in on it. And he knew that the kid probably was completely clueless about what even was going on. So I, I think he actually was probably a good guy. Yeah, he seemed um, like a nice coach. He wasn't like hitting on the girls or you did, mean, call, the call, girls pretty. Sweet, sweetheart and whatever. Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, you did call them pretty typical. or whatever. But that was like he wasn't like going to the farm of like, hey, you want to go somewhere? You know, right? It, it was like, just getting get creepy. It just went to like it was just for the time. It was yeah. just the way that people were. Um, but uh, so then we get to the to the whole end. Uh, you know, the chases and whatever. Um. But we uh, and we'll we can get a little bit more into that. But um, so the whole deal is he's chasing them. Uh, the one girl falls into a cistern well septic tank or something, which is I think super super cool. Like okay. I mean, talk about like using something that you have there or whatever. But it's it's getting close to noon, and then this is like again. Like, that's what the entire movie hinges on is this British thing about you can't pull a prank afternoon or the joke's well, going to be on you. <laughs> I just want to say one thing, though. Um, I totally was watching the scene. And so the, the best death scene, in my opinion, was the girl dying with the, uh, I guess, acid in the, the, the bathtub or whatever. Oh, yeah. Whatever yeah. It was. Right. But, the girl who wanted to take a bath in the middle of everything. Right. Well. But, Okay, Instead so just yeah, she wants to take a off. bath in the middle of like everybody being killed. That's, right. I mean, that's your instead of having a shower scene, you have a bath scene, which I think was pretty. Or just, or just like towel yourself off and like get your get the hell out of there. <laughs> right, like yeah, just rinse yourself off, get the fuck out and whatever. But here's my question: Who the fuck has a bathtub in a fucking school? Well, like, okay, I do have an answer for this. Now, I think the bathtub was, it seemed like it was in the principal or headmaster's office or whatever. And it was a pretty posh thing. There was a bed and shit. There. It was almost like an apartment. I know. And I don't know. Is that, is, is that an older British thing that like the headmaster or whatever gets it has to, has to live stay there? there? Yeah, it has to stay there or something. I don't know. But I, I, I mean, I've seen, I've seen bathtubs in school. 
schools before, like more, but it's more like in like special education classrooms and that kind of thing. That's you what know, I think, or, like, I think, yeah. honestly, they probably did what you said, which is they probably wrote a bunch of stuff for it. And then when they got to the set, they just kind of, you know, they're like, oh, there's a bathtub here. Let's have yeah. her go, you know, and then we can have this scene. Um, and did you notice that one of the directors of the film was also the special effects guy? So he did this, the the makeup, the effects stuff or whatever. Oh, nice. Some of the desks, which I mean, was pretty cool. I don't know which desk, but they seriously needed Tom Sabini or somebody for some of those desks. Some of them yeah. were just like... The desks are very lackluster. Like the only one that I really, really remember is just the belly explosion. It's, yeah, the belly It's like the only one that was really cool. worth talking about. Um, yeah. I mean, I did like that the girl was in the bathtub and then she became fucking uh, uh, a skeleton by the end of it, uh, <laughs> which I'm like, I I don't know much about science, but I'm pretty sure that wouldn't happen, like, I, you know, yeah. that quickly, you know? I, I think that, yeah, it, it takes time and it takes a lot of acid, I think, to yeah. dissolve the body. I'm like, I mean, did he steal every fucking... Thing of acid from the and how does he get that into the plum like literally and he could be two places at once i'm like is there another jester running around like yeah is there, this a there is thing a, going? because yeah there is a time where it does seem like and again it's bad editing but yeah. there is a, a time where it seems like two people are being chased at the same time by the same person right i'm places. like and they're all opposite sides and stuff and i'm like that yeah. doesn't make any sense how he was over here how is he now over here is he like and so you know we'll get into ending and i think i'll maybe i can maybe some of that can get explained to the ending 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 but we're almost there anyway um, yeah so, so i mean basically it, it and again it's it, you you know this is coming from like frame one carolyn monroe is the last one left mm -hmm. uh and she well, skip still... sort of survives for a bit and then she ends up killing skip by accident yeah which i called i was like oh no <laughs> skip's dead from her <laughs> poor, you know because skip i i don't know if that was new back then you know or something but i've seen it so many so many Literally times right. now that like you know skips yeah. skips gonna run right into her you know yeah i mean yeah it's it's pretty it's, it's pretty apparent that that's gonna happen but yeah but i love it she's there's like the the bloody toilet is like overflowing and yet she still doesn't get a drop of blood on that white outfit like it was like it was i was just watching a maze it's probably clean. a rental <laughs> they were like don't get any blood on that outfit Right, well, or had we're like gonna return it. on it or something. But yeah, like, okay, so let's just get to the end. You know, everybody's getting picked off. And now, you know, she's, of course, the last one there. We get it. We get to 1201, basically. And that's problematic. So I'm guessing this is where your hatred for the ending is coming in so why don't you you describe what you hated about the ending <laughs> so let's talk about the ending so i i believe if i'm correct he kills carolyn monroe right like he gets you know he kills everybody like he right like, yeah you know which i was like oh he won like you don't see that typically it's usually a final girl she wins and everything's you know whatever right the but first he, time this movie has defied stereotypes. <laughs> right. And I was like, that's really cool. I like that. So I was like all for it. 
And then he goes into the gym or whatever, and all all of the people he's killed in that group come after him. I'm like, okay, so this is getting weird. Uh, maybe it's his like psyche, like he's like crazy now, like yeah, you know, I mean, he was, yeah, he, more, we know he's more crazy. so, more yeah. so than he was before. So like all these people are coming, and then he wakes up, and it was all a dream. Yeah, I mean, if this, and I, I'm with you. Normally, I am like, the, you pull the St. Elsewhere kind of thing on me. I'm usually like, oh, screw you. But this movie had been so ridiculous and over the top. Yeah, the but time like. That I guess it just didn't bother me. Yeah. But I, I can, I get it. I get it. So it's all a dream. And I was like, okay, that's that just ruined my, I was like, no, they didn't do that. So. There was uh, no need it was, for it was, that. It, but then it was more than that. Like they kept going a little bit, and they were talking about, you know, he had plastic surgery, and then there was this crazy nurse with the fucking, uh, you know, uh, injection uh, needle and stuff, and then doctors coming in, and you think it's the nurse, but it's really him. Him, and he's pulling right. off the scab of the, you know, of his face, and yeah, you know, and then yeah. And then I was almost okay, just a little okay with it because it almost felt like he was sort of seeing the future of what he wanted to do in his dream. Yeah. And he was gonna gonna go make that come true. And I was like, okay, this sort of sets up for like if they want to do a sequel, he can but then I felt like if they did a sequel, then would it be the same movie except it just doesn't go the way he had planned or yeah. something, you know, or whatever, you know, like, yeah. Maybe. And I, I will admit, yeah, the, the triple sting of like, Ooh, they're coming after him. And then, Ooh, it was a dream. And then, Ooh, wait, no, he's, he is so bad. And he's going to go do stuff. I mean, it, yeah, it gets to be a little bit much, but I, I think it just, it fit the movie. If that makes sense. Like, I'm not yeah. trying to be totally apologetic for it, but. I think the original, I, like there was an original ending. There's a different ending. And I think they wanted to leave it where he just killed everybody. And uh, I think that people just were, you know, like not happy with that. Like, right. you know, like, because at that time, you're right. It, it defied stereotype. You don't, you, you know, don't kill you kill your final girl. You don't, you don't kill, kill your, your, your final name. girl. Yeah. yeah. Your name actress. And so if they were like, let's tack on this extra stuff. And then it sort of, I mean, it almost gives me this, like, um, psycho. Um, yeah, it's very psycho. Um, yeah. Um, because, like, at the end, he's dressed up like the woman. And on top of that, they're sort of giving psycho babble, you know, like, to, yeah. to each other about who he is and, like, how he's not, you know, how, you know. Fit for human. <laughs> yeah, fit for you. Human yeah. companionship or Chip, yeah, and all that crap. And then they come in and he comes after the, you know, kills the the uh he kills the um doctor and then that's and yeah. then so I don't know. It, it wasn't a terrible, terrible ending, but I'm so against like it was just a dream. Yeah. I, I, do, I yeah, I will get I will say you you're right about that. Yeah, no, that's my like Paul knows this. Paul Paul uh jokes on me about it because he knows that's like my biggest pet peeve and in movies is because I feel like it's a cop out, you know, especially these days. Yeah. You know, when you do that, you're just saying everything you just saw 
was all like didn't matter because it was all a dream you know? yeah and i think i can't come up with one off the top of my head i think there are there are movies that have done it are well, you talking about horror movies or regular movies just too? regular movies too but i think wizard there, of oz it's really it's really hard it to started do. with wizard of oz, oz where, yeah where she woke up and she realized it was a dream but then she sees all the people there you know that she knew you know what i mean and then she had put them in the dream that i can get behind because like i mean Come on, she really went to this wonderful world of Oz, like you know, like yeah, you know that seemed like, a little far fetched. Anyway, you yeah. know, so um, it, I don't know. No, I guess I guess the ending. I don't know. Like I said, it. I felt like it fit. Uh, this is just one of those movies I just dig. We are hitting yeah. the hour mark, so I do believe it's time for us to rate this, Mofo. Um, I'd like to hear yours first because I know you have a big love for it and everything. <laughs> okay. So, um, and what do we do out of five or 10? I, know I think we do have five. Okay. So I, as I was watching this yesterday, and of course I told you I was having a lot of fun with it. Um, I, uh, put a letterbox review up because I was like, okay, I, I already had reviewed it and I'd given it four stars mm -hmm. and like my exact words to, I think I put this in a message to you. Like if I go to letterbox and I did not give this five stars, I'm going to smack myself. Like, I, I think five stars is probably a little bit much. It does have, you know, it has problems, but right. this movie entertains the hell out of me. Um, you know, just both by all the background and the actual movie itself. So I'm going to go, I'm going to take it down a notch and I'm going to say a four and a half. Okay. Um, I I would say a four for me. Um, uh, it's my first time watching, so I mean, my my opinion could change, and I could have that same level of feeling for you, that you do. Um, I don't know when you first saw this, probably on video, so it has like a is has more of a nostalgia aspect for you. Um, for me, um, honestly, I I think it's really good. I I give it four stars because I'm very like. You know, unless I, unless I really like am bored or whatever, or like things are, you know, or it's just okay. Um, if it's just okay, I give like three, you know, or whatever. Yeah. You know, but it it was it was more than that. I I felt like it was more. Can give it five stars. I mean, five stars to me is like almost like a perfect movie. Like, yeah. I'm going to look at my letterbox. What did I give five stars to? Because I am I give four and four and a halfs a lot more than I give, uh, like, yeah, I gave failsafe four and a half. Like, this is yeah, not I mean, this is as not a nearly, masterpiece. yeah, this is <laughs> not up there. Uh, I gave Here Comes Mr. Jordan four stars, which I really did enjoy, but um, let's see. Uh, in the heat of the night, I gave five stars too because that's yeah, like, like not just yeah. an Academy Award winner kind of movie, but that's like that's a fucking movie that like changes the world. You know, this movie doesn't to me. This movie won't change the world, but it 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 does. It is sort of that thing. Like I love how you mentioned how you watched this and it made you feel good. You know? Yes, and, and to me, that's that's why I watch movies. Like I right. mean. Yeah, movies that make you think or movies that have social impact, blah, blah, blah. That's great. But when it comes down to it at the end of the day, the movies that I enjoy the most are the ones that I enjoy. Right. right? I mean, there's there's nothing wrong. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, you know what? I'm going to sit down and I'm going to like entertain me. 
and I am entertained. And so, you know, well, I think, and that's a good point. That's a good point because, um, you can't see it right now, but behind me are my favorite movies of all time. And these would, I probably would give five stars to because I love them so much, uh, which are like Ed Wood, True Romance, Chasing Amy, uh, Princess Bride, Ghostbusters, the original. Uh, yeah, so like not movies that like changed the world for right. Like, the better not, or made a social. Yeah, but these are the movies that I. These are my particular yeah, favorite movies. Exactly, and because they are the ones that I watch over and over again, and they give me a certain bit of comfort. But yeah, I will. You know, I put those as five stars, but I also put, you know, like in the heat of the night or uh, you right. know, like these I mean, movies I, that I don't are, have a problem giving Citizen Kane and the burden right. the same rating i don't i think that I, they're I amazing but i don't reasons. think they're my favorite movies they're not my you schindler's list i'm not going to go watch all the time but right it had a huge impact on the world you know that right. you know i feel like it it deserves like it would deserve five stars you know i just i'd rather watch jaws you know right that. and i would also give that five stars because that's a fucking a uh, masterpiece but that's a different that's one of my favorite it's just a movies. different kind of yeah masterpiece. one of my favorite yeah it's one of my favorite movies movie i can just turn on at any time but those movies i have to be sort of in the mood to watch or to like want to watch for the first right time, so right um well so uh speaking of really great masterpieces we will be back next month with your choice of blades right which i still <laughs> which haven't seen actually too. oh no really oh yeah. my god i was so i, I picked it because um i got it from vinegar syndrome uh the dvd of it or the blu-ray of it and uh i'm so excited because it looks so cheesy and i love like uh vinegar syndrome put out like uh the one we did uh i think last season which was the the remember the uh was the we fish the fish blood one. hook yeah, blood hook. Blood hook. Yeah, yeah, blood hook. Which and they I, did a great job with that. And Blades is the this is actually just as good. Uh, right, like and there's trauma. You know, how can you go mm-hmm. wrong with trauma? I mean, you can't go wrong with trauma, but yeah, you can. <laughs> you know, but there are a lot of them they put out that are just sort of like you know these were eighties cheese cheese ball movies and yes, I and like I can't yes, I cannot wait to talk about that one. No, it's gonna um, be fun. But uh, yeah, so until next time, guys. Until next time, guys. Have a good one, and we'll see you then. Bye. Bye.